The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Thursday morning here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. We are live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, previewing the Cowboys defense and the Jaguars offense today. We've got Chris Beam in the back, as always. Patrick see Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And we've got Walker, Texas Ranger, oh, over yeah. here in the corner. Mr. Isaiah Howdy, Stanback. Parker. How you doing? So, you're rocking the cowboy hat. I am. We bet you wouldn't do it. Yep. Man never words. bet against Stanback. Man yep. of his words, well, he is. We, right, we may be talking cowboys. We're not necessarily <laughs> talking about the football team today. We're going to talk about actual cowboys. Yeah, you would. <laughs> We're talking Cowboys, and we're talking Cowboys. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Isaiah right. is the talking, talking cowboy. cowboy today <laughs> as he's got a Cowboy hat on. It's a slick Cowboy hat, red. Or not red. What am I saying? Okay. Brown. I was thinking velvet, yeah. so red velvet. Oh, That's my favorite cake. So, okay. But it's got that brown. Nice yeah, I hear that Cowboys Very nice and custom. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It goes with my skin, Louis Vuitton brown. Uh, oh. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah, you you this just is. go Dion yeah. on us? Is that what this is? Did you just go Dion oh, on us? I definitely didn't go Dion yeah. on you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've got my brown skin, and it's yeah. it's Louis, right? Louis, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. bags that he brought no. was Louis. I, did, I didn't want to disappoint you, Kyle. It yeah. looks great. I appreciate it. It looks no, phenomenal. Crisp. Yeah. That thing is crisp. How much I need, to get you on a bull? What do you say, Beamer? How much to get you on a bull? Oh, that's going to be a big check. How big of a check? Even if it's mechanical? I'm not doing mechanical. No, you, you gotta, gotta do, do a real mechanical thing, bull. Though. I would try, ride a mechanical bull. Me. I got some friends I could call in. You for see the, the fear real in his face right when he's considering uh, the real. See, bull. I don't know if I would mess around with a real bull. Oh, I would. A, f- a mechanical bull, easy money. I would do. A I, I've real, done that at Billy. Bob's. I would. I would get on a real a real bull before I got on a bucking horse. Yeah. yeah. No. That's yeah. Easy. The Bucking Broncos? No, Bucking thank Broncos, you. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. want no part of that. Mm. No. Some guy won like a couple million dollars at the stadium last year for riding a bull. Yep. You can win some money. Oh, they got the yeah. There's some money. some money out there. Yeah, I, 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 I think it. I'm over the, the, the size limit. <laughs> yeah, those guys are really <laughs> those small. Those guys are tiny. <laughs> They're, They're tiny guys. <laughs> this like horse jockey, would be like, like I can't, I can't yeah. do anything. You're a little top heavy getting <laughs> yeah, exactly. tossed off. Like horse jockeys would get destroyed. Yeah, the horse jockeys in the dirt. They're like, yeah, Yeah, they're little. Yeah, your arm would just come clean off your body. Yeah, I don't want any parts of that i respect the crap out of the industry though and the guys that get on them mm-hmm. respect the crap out that's of some next level training to get to it that is. point you know they're starting to take the training aspect a lot more seriously now because imagine i mean you think about like going up should, yeah. you, you think about going one-on-one with aaron donald in the nfl and preparing and training to take on a guy like that and even that is a feat in its own right yeah, you now you're taking on a literal like, bull like seven aaron donald's eight of them <laughs> and rolled into, into one, one. <laughs> and rolled into one angry and angrier oh, angry. <laughs> angrier well Welcome into Talking Cowboys with the Talking Cowboy, Isaiah Stanback. Love the look. It looks fantastic. Thank you, sir. You're Absolutely. rocking it. Are you going to wear it on special edition? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I can't there wait. You go. go this for is it. awesome. <laughs> get her uh, done. Uh, Patrick, let's get some news and notes. What's going on in Cowboys Nation? 
Uh, Cowboys have another Trayvon in the building. So wow. not only do we have let's see, Tyron, Tyler, 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 Coyle, mm-hmm. T.Y., now we have Trayvon and Trayvon. It's a lot of Cowboys. ties. Yes, a lot of ties, a lot of T's. Yeah. It's a lot of T's there, partner. Mm. Um, <laughs> Cowboys claim, successfully claimed Trayvon Mullen <laughs> off of waivers from the Arizona Cardinals, former second-round pick of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and he joins the locker room as the Cowboys are really trying to figure out that cornerback situation in the wake of losing Anthony Brown, which yeah. happened a few weeks after losing Jordan Lewis. Kelvin Joseph remains the starter opposite Trayvon Diggs along with Deron Bland. However, you see the Cowboys really trying to stack some veteran insurance, be it McKenzie Alexander, who is also former second round pick, uh, who is also a Clemson product like Trayvon Mullen is. Uh, and then, of course, you have Kendall Sheffield on the practice squad as well. Um, but in comes some guys and out go some guys. Unfortunately, the Cowboys, as expected, did move Terrence Steele to IR. His is season ending with the torn ACL. Oh. Um, they did move Jonathan Hankins over as well. But Hankins is expected to return for the postseason per Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones alike. The Cowboys only have four games left. Putting Hankins on IR negates him for the last four games of the regular season, so that times up well there. So as far as roster spots are concerned, in comes Trayvon Mullen, out goes um, both Steele and Hankins, and that still leaves them at 52 spots, so there's a free spot for one. Ty Ron Smith was mm. expected to take the field this Sunday per Jerry Jones as long as everything goes well. Um, injury report. Jake Ferguson remains in concussion protocol after suffering a concussion in the battle against the Texans on Sunday. A very short list of injuries for the Cowboys through the their Wednesday walkthrough. Durrance Armstrong suffered the, suffered the ankle injury on the last play of the game. Uh, he left in a walking boot, but he was li- listed as limited in yesterday's walkthrough. He has a very good chance to play on Sunday, Mike McCarthy says, as long as he doesn't re-aggravate or there's not a setback. Jaron Curse, he's been dealing with the shoulder injury. Demarcus Lawrence been dealing with the foot and a bunch of other stuff. They both are listed as limited participants as well. So all told, outside of the the big losses that we know about, Steele, Hankins, for the most part, the Cowboys' injury report this week is is rather short. Um, good Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a toe injury, the turf toe. Uh, did not participate, but he is wildly expected to play. I, yeah. He'd have to ram that thing into a coffee table to not play on on Sunday. <laughs> maybe um, maybe a little more than that. Maybe a little more. <laughs> maybe get, a, get it run over in the parking lot. Send him some black rifle. I think the, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> get him that coffee table now. <laughs> Stat, get it Facts. to him. Um, I think the big one for they had four – uh, players who did not participate. Theirs was an actual practice. Jaguars didn't have a walkthrough yesterday, so theirs is more significant. Okay. Um, you have Brandon Scherf, the offensive lineman. Keep an eye on that. Trayvon Walker, uh, pass rusher, did not participate, nor did Darius Williams. Now, of those four I just mentioned, uh, Trayvon Walker seems to be the least likely to play. He suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. Whoa. So, yes. yes. That's a huge... Major. Yes. Huge loss for them. Yes. Yeah. So, That's the number one overall pick in 2022. So he suffered a high ankle sprain, and it is unexpected that he'll take the field. Obviously, we'll see what the Thursday and Friday practice reports say, um, but it's not looking good for the uh, first overall you pick. You talk about dodging a bullet yeah, from – and. He still hasn't had he. Let's say he's a beast production wise. <laughs> he's a beast production wise. It's not up there with the Hutchinsons right yeah. now and what he's doing in Detroit. However, he's he is a beast. Yes, Trayvon Walker is a dude. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. The fact that not only does your offensive line, who struggled a little bit last week, get a break from that if he's unable to go, 
But also think about Tyron Smith going up against the edge rusher in Walker there, too. I think Tyron Smith would win that battle, but in his first game back, that doesn't necessarily mean I want him to go up against him. A guy that's a complete dog who's got some physicality to him, and by physicality, I mean extra physicality. Mm -hmm. What school did he go to again? Oh, gosh. Uh, That one that was – they wear red and black. Uh, Go Dogs. Georgia Bulldogs. Um, He is the one player when you watch (laughs) his defense. I know we're talking about our offense today, right? But (laughs) Yeah. He's the one player when you watch their defense that jumps off the field. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's I mean he's everywhere. So if he's not playing, good for the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah, that's and huge. I, again, and, and I kind of use that to segue as far as what school did he go to because obviously you know me having a ton of background on watching him play week in week out on mm-hmm. Saturdays uh, for my dogs out in Athens. If he cannot go, and obviously we're not wishing injury on anyone. That's not what we do. We want everyone to be healthy. We want you know facts, period, science. You don't want to be um, afraid of anybody. At, at all. But if he cannot go, then it is quite a break for the Cowboys yes, because Trayvon Walker gets after it. He absolutely gets after it. So, yeah, um, Tyron can hold his own, and that, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But it's his first game of the season. And we're talking about his first game of the season being in mid-December. So you don't want him ideally going up against a young stud like Trayvon, if at all possible. So we'll see if if Walker is on the field. Um, But it doesn't sound like he will be with a high ankle sprain. And you mentioned Dorrance Armstrong being limited. That's a good sign because he left the locker room on Sunday in a boot. Right. No longer in a boot. He's back out on the practice field. That is a huge plus for the Cowboys to have him back into the fold. Uh, and and rotating in out of that defense. Now let's talk about that defense. It's the Cowboys defense going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Two teams that, of course, are toward the top half of the NFL in each of their respective units' rankings. Dallas, we know what they, that defense can do. We had a whole nickname segment on them uh, and, and, and how good they are. Jacksonville is starting to earn their own nicknames because they're starting to figure it out, Isaiah. When you're watching the film, what stands out most when you look at the Jacksonville offense? Trevor Lawrence's uh, his accuracy. Yeah. He's a very accurate quarterback. Uh, he does a good job of moving in the pocket. He's starting to become less distressed inside the pocket. Protecting when, when, him yeah, better. When, yeah, when pressure's around him. Uh, he's starting to utilize his legs a lot more now, too. I think they... You know, I think Peterson's probably gotten his ear about that. Like, hey, you don't have to just sit there and take these hits. Like, get out of it. You know, work your way in the pocket, and if nothing presents itself, take off because he can run. Mm-hmm. He can run. He's lanky. He can run. Um, so I think he's utilized his legs better. He had a rushing touchdown in the last game, mm-hmm. um, and then he just he he pushes it down the field. These guys like to take shots, and he is not only not only is he accurate. This dude could throw the ball down the field now. I mean, he'll throw it 55 yards in a flick of a wrist like it's nobody's business. And he will take chances. He'll take risks. He'll give his guys the opportunity to, to make plays. And Doug Peterson, what do we know about him? Dallas knows him very well. Obviously, having previously been with the Philadelphia Eagles, one thing we know about him is he's going to use his tight ends. And he has a tight end that he picked up this offseason that just it clicked for him last week. And that's, that's in Evan Ingram. So, you got some dudes to worry about. They have a lot of great personnel when you start talking about receivers. And obviously Dallas is down a couple DBs. It's not it's not the time that you want to be facing a team that's pretty loaded at the receiver position. But they're up for the task. We'll yeah, see. And that's what immediately jumps out for me is, yes, Trevor Lawrence is, is starting to uh, showcase some escapability um, here recently. But their ability to stretch the field can be problematic. Yeah. I mean, that – pops right off of the film they have their four top four targets for um 
for Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones, they're all averaging either more than 10 yards per grab or damn near. So Zay Jones is 9.6. Everyone else is, and here it is, 13 per grab for Christian Kirk, 10.3 for Evan Ingram, 12.3 for Marvin Jones, and then again Zay Jones at 9.8, or 9.6, I'm sorry. So that tells you their top four guys that he's targeting, they're averaging a first down or more every time they touch the ball. You're going to be tested down the field against this team. And what they also do well is they play off of that. So when you start to back up a little bit, then you'll see – Ingram. Ingram. You'll see ETN getting it out of the backfield. So you have to make sure that you try to – this is one of those teams where, yes, you, you have to keep the running back in pocket as much as possible. Um, but careful because this is truly a dual-threat team. I mean, if you force the entire game on, on Trevor Lawrence, which is what I would hope you to do because it's still a young guy. Yes. You want him to play hero ball. That's how you're going to get your takeaways. But there's a certain line where um, – if it goes 60-40 pass run, Trevor can still win this game against you. Yeah. Now, if it starts to go 80-20, now it works in Dan Quinn's favor in the defensive takeaways. But yeah, they, careful, this <clears throat> team can get down the field. They, they present a problem because Dan Quinn and this defense was starting to play a lot of man. Yeah. They were starting to play a lot of man coverage. And this is a team that I would not, with our current personnel, Back I would not, zone. yeah, I would not do man. <laughs> because all these guys can beat you. What is the difference, especially whenever there are so many weapons like that yeah. and they spread it out? Not one guy is is the go-to guy, which is kind of scary yep. in, an, in an aspect because they've got four guys yep. that they could really throw the football to. You mentioned Ingram. You've got Zay Jones on the outside. Christian Kirk got all the big, the big any, paycheck. Any one of them can hurt you any day. Marvin Jones Jr. Boy, that sounds like something this team here is trying to figure to, it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. trying to figure it out. <laughs> but with all four of those guys can – can catch the football. They can make you pay. Mar- it was Evan Ingram last week. It could be Marvin Jones Jr. this week. Yeah. Why is that so different for a man-to-man coverage whenever zone you feel like it would be more successful? Because, keep it real, personnel-wise, their receivers, they have more threats at receiver than you have guys that can stop them. Yeah. yeah. So that, man to man, I mean that's just that's just pure yeah, facts. That's, that's no yeah. disrespect. That is just nope, that's, that's just decided. numbers. So you have confidence in one area right now, and that's Trayvon Diggs. The other area would probably be J. Ron Curse against you, Evan you, Ingram. You, you These can guys, give it to Duran. Uh I think Duran will hold his DB own. Hold his on me, but <clears throat> the thing is but if you're manning like up, even if you're say you you cover the receivers, mm-hmm. only person that I trust at the safety position that can cover Evan Ingram mm-hmm. is McQuamble. Because of the, it has the to be a big, it has to be a big week for McQuamble. He has to be able to get up there, put hands on Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is a big receiver. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. He's that not, is he's huge. not, he's not power driving any guys at the line of scrimmage. Yep. Okay, but you don't want to put a, a cornerback on him either because he'll throw him out the club. So you have to put a bigger guy on him. Jaron Curse, as good as he's been against safeties, he's good against the, the the traditional safeties, right? In terms of the Ertz and the Kelseys and the guys like that, bigger bodies, guys, two hundred sixty plus pound type tight ends. I feel confident with him in that regard. Evan Ingram runs routes like a receiver. Yeah, he does. He runs routes like a receiver. Was he two forty five somewhere around there? Uh, two forty. Yeah. So I mean, this guy runs. He's a big receiver. So you don't. I think he's too shifty for. Hooker, he's too shifty for a curse. I think McQuamu has to step up and have the game of his freaking life if they want to continue to stay with their man-to-man scheme. Also, who are you putting on an island? Well, now you're putting on an island, um, you know, our, our linebackers. So now you're asking Damone Clark and you're asking Van Der Esch to play man on ATN. And it's just that's just not smart. I, I will say this. Um, 
Curse did have a couple of, and one in particular, a pass breakup that was key. And I saw him in cover, and I loved mm-hmm. it last week, uh, last Sunday, I should say, mm-hmm. against the Houston Texans. If they opt to go with Curse, I could see why they would do that. It would be more so because of the football IQ. Right. Is he still a young guy up and coming? He's going against a more savvy veteran in Evan Ingram. You would probably prefer it because length wise and, and archetype wise, Izzy and Curse are, are similar. But then you toss footwork. in. Right. Footwork. Fair <laughs> enough. But that footwork, while it'll win you some battles, will it win you more often than not against someone who's as savvy as Evan Ingram? Jaron Curse has the the veteran savvy to match that, so I can yeah. see that. I'm looking at the changeup, right? Because you're gonna, you're still gonna play some man, yeah, right. I don't yeah, think any are. of us are you're not going to just drop into a hundred percent zone. You're going to get smoked. I think when you decide to go man, you need to make sure that yeah. you have somebody who's capable of sticking with him. I, I will say this: yeah. when it comes to Travis Etienne, um, and I know Demon Clark still has to to earn his rookie lumps, but uh, <laughs> this between he and uh, LVE, my goodness, they are really just flying all over oh, the yeah. field. So I. I but this I'm guy, not, you know, he's shifty though. It's yeah, he shifty. is. He is. Yeah. So I'm not saying that yeah. that Travis won't win some some battles in space. Yeah. What I'm saying is, seeing Damone Clark in space oh, yeah. and seeing that speed, yeah. I actually perk up a bit, wanting to see that matchup. Like I want to see <clears throat> Travis on a on a yeah, screen and and Damone bearing down to see who can win that battle because. Mm-hmm. As it stands, I, I'd go coin toss, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Maybe Travis Etienne wins that one. Maybe Damone Clark blows his helmet off. Either, <laughs> either way, I'm, with, I'm trying no, to see No, I love that. it. I'm trying to see that. And LVE, as we know, he's playing out yeah. of his mind right now. He's, he's you know, his yep. pre-snap reads, his his reaction time, he's not thinking. He's just playing football, and it's paying off big. So the linebacker core, and then the, the return of Anthony Barr, you saw that big play, uh, him and, and Neville Gallimore, on that fourth down stop, Barr is back to playing. Looks like some good football as he ramped up from that hamstring injury. So the linebacker core, it's kind of flipped because now the linebacker core, I don't really have concerns with. Yeah, they're strong. strong. Uh, And the safety core, we don't have concerns with because we have a good problem. We're talking about Izzy versus Jaron. It's a good problem to have. I will say. Outside of Diggs, that cornerback room. And Deron Bland, we we got to see what's going on. There. I want to I want to go back to the J. Ron Curse conversation because I was curious because this isn't the first time he will have faced Evan Ingram. No, it's not. they faced each other twice last year, mm-hmm. and in those games, Talk nine to total targets, eight receptions, eighty-five yards, no touchdowns. So or eighty-eight yards, excuse me, no, no touchdowns. So each game was four receptions is all he allowed, and he was pretty much man up. I'm looking at the all twenty-two right mm-hmm. now, and I'm kind of searching through, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing. Curse versus Ingram. Curse versus Ingram. He was the that's, one that was tabbed to negate Evan Ingram. That's what I go with. Four receptions for 55 yards in week five last year. Four receptions for 33 yards in week 15 last year. No, I, hey, <clears throat> those are solid numbers for Ingram. Are you okay with that? I'm not okay with that this year. Why is it different? Doug Peterson. Okay, explain. <clears throat> Doug Peterson has made every tight end he's ever had underneath him an all pro. Mm. <laughs> Every tight end has been underneath Dallas, Goddard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every single one, right? And he Zach knows how Ertz. to get those guys the ball. Mm-hmm. We talk about the speed at these at the, at the receiver group, right? You talk about Marvin Jones. You talk about Zay Jones. You talk about Christian Kirk, right? You know, these guys got Agnew if they wanted to, right? These guys, Agnew. I mean, freaking A. <laughs> I mean, I mean he's, yeah, There's I mean, these dudes can run. These guys are fast, right? So yeah. with that, carrying guys down the field, they run a lot of pick routes, 
for Evan Ingram, right? So if you want to start carrying guys down the field, they're running him underneath or they're running him on whip routes where he's running like he's going to run over, to, over across the field. He puts his foot in the ground, comes back out. And if you are staying in man-to-man coverage, then there's that one guy, you know, like Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He's going to take off on you. I'm telling you, he's, he's being taught now to say, hey, make these guys respect you so that they can put guys in zone. So if they do play zone, now we can start finding those holes. This is going to be a challenge for Dallas. I'm Go not, get him, Dono. Yeah, I mean. The, <laughs> get after him, Dono. I'll get him, The Dono. Dallas Cowboys defense, this might be one of their greatest personnel challenges of the year. I do agree with that. I the, truly believe this is going to be their year. have horses. Yeah, they got some dudes. They have horses. And I, I know, that as the saying goes, you know, shouts out to Tuna, uh, you are what your record says you are. And there's a lot of truth in that. But I think contextually, there's a little bit of fallacy to that as well. Yep. Mm. Uh, Jaguars sitting at five and eight. It's because they were trying to get things together in the first half of the season. New head coach, got some guys coming back, and now they're starting to string it together. Mm-hmm. Winners of two of their last three. They, they dropped, what, uh, 36 in Tennessee mm-hmm. on the Titans who were, are scratching and clawing for a playoff spot. Two games prior to that, yes, they lost to the Lions, but we saw the Lions were surging right yeah, now. Buddy. They dropped almost 30 points in the game prior. So they have horses. Those horses run, and they're going against a Cowboys team that, unfortunately, yeah. it lost Hankins. Yeah. It, it lost Anthony Brown. It lost Jordan Lewis. It, there's a ton of youth at a position where, where that the Cowboys can't really yeah. a- afford to struggle yeah. against a team that has all these receiving yeah. threats. So, yes, it's going to be personnel-wise, it's going to be a huge challenge. And Doug Peterson does know what he's doing. Um, but, again, I, I feel like I will always err to the side of Dan Quinn when it's Dan Quinn versus a young NFL quarterback. Because mm-hmm. more often than not, Quinn knows how to oh, yeah. play chess against those they, young minds. They still have to protect yeah, <laughs> I mean, at, at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, what, whatever team you face, Go no matter what, what, no yep. matter what horses they have out there, they still have to protect up front, right? But, but again, what and, we and, saw and last this week, not to this is a Cowboys team coming off of a game with no sex. Oh, they want it. Yeah, and they, I'm just saying, le- right le- but you have to also take into account what did Levy Smith show last week? A way to stop them. A way to stop there that get pass it out rush, fast. Right? Philadelphia showed a way to stop yep. that pass rush. Right, you start so you start seeing some of these instances. We're like, okay, these teams. Lovey Smith had a great game plan. Philadelphia had a great game plan and personnel. All right, let's let's start piecing these things together. So do you want to see these offensive coordinators, especially when you have these creative minds like Doug Peterson, they're going to be challenging Dallas in that regard. Can they get home? If they can get home, this conversation is null and void. If they can't get home, and bring we're going to find out about these DBs. Yeah. Bring them down when you get home. Yep. Yeah, got to. And with that being said, there's uh, an offensive line for Jacksonville that's been better over the last couple of weeks. Can they keep that momentum going? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break because I want to know, are we bringing the heat? Or is mm. there extra guys? Or are we sitting back and trying to cover no. a little bit more out of that front seven? Get them, boys. Given the answer, even though Isaiah's already given you the answer. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. 
Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. As we are here on this Thursday, moving everything back a day because we weren't here on Tuesday. We were previewing the Cowboys defense versus or versus the Jacksonville offense. Before we get back into it, though, Dak Prescott is this year's Cowboys nominee for the yes. 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide, recognizing NFL players for outstanding community service off the field and excellence on the field. Help Dak earn $25,000 of donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter, tweet or retweet the hashtag WPMOY, Walter Payton Man of the Year Challenge, followed by Dak Prescott through January 8th to vote. Vote Dak, everybody. Do it. It's a long read. Do and it's two sentences, too. It's worthy. Faith, fight, finish. Worthy. Faith, finish. fight, finish. His foundation is incredible. Yeah, awesome. uh, he does a really good job with it. That's good. The read is long, though. But, yeah, go vote. Go do it. Retweet. Tweet. W-P-M-O-Y challenge is the hashtag, followed by Dak Prescott. Back here with Patrick, Isaiah, Chris. I'm Kyle. Glad you're with us. Isaiah, you brought it up. That front seven for Dallas, do you want them to pin their ears back and roll, potentially leaving some holes in coverage for Trevor Lawrence to throw the football into? Or do you drop back a little bit and you play it safe and you rush only three or four guys Mix every, it up. every play? Mix it up, but I would like to pressure the crap out of him. Okay, I would like to let the dogs go. Let them out the cage. Let them boys go eat. They got dogs on the outside. We have dogs up front. Let our dogs go. go get their meal first. When you look at this offensive line for Jacksonville, does anybody stand out that does anything over the top? I mean, nope. the grades right now aren't great. 
But that's also from a season long. It kind of goes back to the record. This team's better than what their record shows right now. I think their best guy is probably Robinson yeah, at left but tackle. He, but he's been getting torched, too. Yeah. Tostito. So, okay. Um, he hasn't been in our plaza, just straight towards Tostitos. Tostitos. Um, I'm looking, I want to see our guys put some pressure on them. I don't think that – I think Trevor Lawrence is getting more comfortable because he's getting more confident in his Doug Peterson system. I want to blow that up. Mm-hmm. I want him to question the calls that Peterson is making. I want him to be arguing with coach on the sideline because these guys are running stunts because Dallas is is, is getting to the quarterback. I want to see what Dallas did a couple weeks ago when they were just getting home at bay. That's what it should look like in, in, in Duval. They didn't do a whole lot of stunt work against the Texans. No. Dallas didn't. No, no, there no. wasn't a whole lot of movement. You're getting the ball out quick, yeah. And, and that that was why. Do you bring that back here? Does who bring what? Does Dallas bring back the stunt work? Or I think they have to. Okay, they have to. I think they saw what could happen when they don't, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think Dan Quinn liked it. Do you think they can get home even though Jacksonville's going to get the ball out quick? You're gonna. I think they can, but you have to be quick. You're, you're going to have to be quick. And like I said, Isru Mukwamu is going to need to play the game of his life because the outlet is going to be is going to be Travis Etienne. And is going to be Evan Ingram. Those yeah. are the outlet guys, right? They're going to they're try to get the ball in Etienne's hands outside on a quick little swing route to out leverage you when you're trying to blitz. And they're going to try to get the ball underneath to Ingram when you when that second level decides to come. And you bring that pressure from the second level. He's going to try to get that dump off real quick. And if you disrupt that timing at the line of scrimmage, all of a sudden you take away his outlets. That's what's scaring me the most, Patrick, about this whole thing is the fact that yes, you've got guys on the outside, Jones Jr., Jones. You've got Kirk. Three guys that you can throw the football to. Oh, and by the way, out of the backfield, here's a wrinkle called Correct. Travis Etienne Jr. Correct. and Evan Ingram. Those two guys compounding, that's what's worrying me. And, and that's why I would, and I hear what IRS is saying, but I would be concerned trying to run stunts against this Jaguars team because I there's just speed on this offense for the Jaguars. <laughs> and you know Guess. that Lawrence is trying to get the ball out quickly. And in the time it takes you to try to execute that stunt, you're exposing yourself in two ways, both down the field because, well, slants, I should say, which will set up down the field, uh, down, you know, as the game goes along. But you're also just basically inviting Travis Etienne to run up those gaps that no longer has Jonathan Hankins sitting right there to save you as as a safety net. Hmm. Um, so for me, you still got to get the pressure, but it's, this is not one of those games where you pin your ears back and you just blitz, 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 blitz. But it's also not one of those games that you don't want to blitz at all. So Iris makes a, a fantastic point. You want to mix it up and be as unpredictable with it as possible. Uh, and I was looking for some some numerical science just out of curiosity because, you know, curious minds, Kyle. Sure. Um, so when Trevor Lawrence is pressured and you can reduce his um, – his pocket time to 2.2 seconds. He's been sacked 23 times this season through 13 games. So they want to get the ball out quick, but quickly. But if you shrink that window that much more so, you have a fantastic opportunity to get your hands on Trevor Lawrence. Now, here's the key. Can you bring him down? Because mm. on those same pressures, he's been pressured 90 times, Come on, sacked big fella. 23. He has <clears throat> scrambled on 18 of them. He's averaging 8.8 yards per scramble when he's blitzed and you don't get home on him. So mix up the blitzes because they can be effective against him, this young quarterback, because you're shrinking his window, and you can get hands on him. But when you get hands on him, bring him down. down. Because this is a Justin Herbert-type guy where it's like, okay, right? You know, he can escape. He's a big boy. Yeah, if you think you're just going to get bring him down one or two, nope, 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 drive through. 
Okay. Well, but don't me, don't body flop. Well, let me ask you this then. <laughs> You're talking about mixing things up, right? Mix things up, mix things up. Both of you are on the same page there, right? Yes, mix and pot. Okay. Yep, yep. There have been 530 snaps this year okay. with one Micah Parsons on the line of scrimmage as an edge rusher. 530 snaps. Mm-hmm. Only been 170 with him at linebacker. Is this a game where you see more of an even split there? You see more of him back because then you could bring him up the middle, not on a stunt, but on a blitz out of a linebacker spot from the inside and then have him on the outside and you kind of have that go-to back and forth with him off the line of scrimmage, him on the line of scrimmage, completely messing up the thought process of Jacksonville offensively and a young quarterback trying to read a defense. There's an argument for that, and I want to say yes. I really want to say yes to that. But then I start thinking, well, if you look at it contextually last week, like just break it down. Yes, he was defensive end for the large majority of the game, if yeah. not the entirety of the game. But who was he going against? He was going against Laramie Tunsil. A lot. There is no Laramie Tunsil <laughs> on the offensive line. For nope, the just a Cam Jackson. Robinson. That's fair. I like that. So, th- so here's my here's where I'm going with it. it. You give him a healthy amount of snaps at defensive end because he's not going up against uh, a Laramie Tunsil. Yes, he'll face up against Cam Robinson um, time and again. But to make sure that it's not – the entirety of the game. Now we're talking, Kyle. Yes, you want to mix it up as well. I don't know if I go perfect fifty-fifty split. I try it heavy on the D on the defensive end at first to see how he matches up against Robinson. See if I need to move him around. Maybe have some fun. Maybe pull tank off of the field just a couple of times because he's one of your better players. So not a lot, but just enough to keep the uh, Jaguars guessing. But I hesitate to to lean heavily towards Micah doing a lot of linebacker work because of what we talked about with how Damone Clark is ramping up, yeah. bars return, he's playing well, and LVE is playing like a maniac. So you want to be careful that you don't disrupt that linebacker mm-hmm. core in a game where, again, Tunsil's not playing, and that's no shade to Cam Robinson because Robinson can get after it, but Tunsil is still a whole dude, yeah. a whole dude. And, and Robinson has shown at times that he can be had. So, yeah. yeah. In, in the last two weeks for... Micah Parsons, by the way, up against Indy, he had 50 snaps as an edge rusher, one as a linebacker. 44 last week against Laramie Tunsil and the Texans compared to three on the back level. Do you keep him up front or you kind of mix it up? You know historically where I've always been in terms of Micah. You know, it's always been put him at the second level and, and use it as a and curve let him, ball let him ride on the, on the front line. Yeah. Um, the, in this game, I want them all at the, at the defense end. So the opposite of what you normally say. What I normally say. Wow. It's a week to week league. Yeah, it's a week to week league. It's all about matchups. This is your matchup. It's all about matchups. I think Damone Clark and Van Der Esch can handle things at the second level in this game against this team Mm -hmm. because this team is not coming downhill at you. This is not. (laughs) This is not going to be a line it up, hand it to James Robinson, and let him just come downhill. He's not. They're not going to plan to do that. They're going to be going sideline to sideline and going down the field. They are going to take their shots. This team has their back against the wall. They have nothing to lose. So why would they not try out everything that's in their bag? And that that point you just made, and you're 100% correct. They're going to attack the edges, and they're going to try to stretch your defense horizontally. That's why I would try to steer away from running stunts Mm -hmm. because you're helping them burn the edge, basically, is what you're doing. And because the time it takes for your stunt to occur – that guy and then There's this holes. guy has to break out. There are holes opening up and ATN speed, all gas, no breaks for this offense from from Jackson. I don't know. I think I think I'm on the opposite side. I think I want to see him at linebacker. Ooh, I knew you were. I think up. I do. I, I think I do. I, I really, I want it to be mix and match. Really, if I if I'm being honest, I want it to be a 50 50 split. If you could hit crossers like they used to when I was playing. 
Yeah. I would say put him at linebacker. But you can't hit can't crosses do it like anymore. that anymore. Yeah. So at that point, like, what do you – you just have him sitting, sitting in space. What – what? It's better than him getting washed out. I don't see him getting washed out against. See, but he's got he's had two weeks against two bad teams. I know Laramie Tunsil is one of the best offensive tackles in football, so I understand that that's mm-hmm. the case last yeah. week. However, two bad teams. He's had ninety four to four snaps as an edge rusher compared to linebacker. Correct. How many sacks has he had in the last two weeks? Zero. Zero. How many pressures has he had? You Not also a lot. Have to look at the scheme of the offenses that, that that you faced the last few weeks versus okay. what you're about to face. He's had five pressures the last two weeks, by the way. Doug Peterson wants to push the ball down the field. When he's not pushing the ball down the field, he wants to get in Evan Ingram's hands underneath, mm-hmm. right? And that was, those are design pick routes. Okay, talking about three receivers coming okay. across on over routes, and he's running unders. Okay, or he's running little short little whip routes or something quick to get his hand. That's why I say McQuamo needs to be at the line of scrimmage with his hands on his chest. Okay. Okay. But they want to push the ball down the field. So being that they want to push the ball down the field, you're going to have opportunities to get home. Even though they'll have some things doctrined up based upon Lovey Smith, based upon what they've seen on the Eagles, they're going to mix it up based upon what works, what has worked against the Cowboys. But in terms of what their identity is, their identity is take shots. So let me let me, let me ask you this. I'm curious, Cal. Um, Two-part question. One, would you be good with a 60-40 split DE to LB? Yeah, I'd love that. 80, it's more than 85, 50 15. to 1. 85-15. Stop it. No, that's too much. So then the question is, <laughs> but you're, you're Dan Quinn right now. Yeah. In order to achieve that 60-40, mm-hmm. when, it's, when you're feeding that 40 part of the equation, mm-hmm. which linebacker is coming off the field? Mm, Anthony Barr. But you need him to continue ramping up. Sure. He can ramp up next week. Yeah, he'll be fine next he, week. Mike is going to be at the DE against Philadelphia, plain and simple. Okay. That's what that's happening. So you – but the, he'll be back I, I next week. He'll be fine. He'll Still be all right. Ramping up against. It's fine. He'll be healthy. He'll be fresh legs. It'll be fine. And the thing about Micah, too, to, to keep in mind, if you're trying to get into the flats with Travis Etienne, with Evan Ingram and company, who is the quickest linebacker to hunt those guys down? It's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is the quickest guy on your defense up front. That's it. Plain and simple. Is that actually true, or are you just we, making we, a statement? No, we've seen it. When? When did you see it? My, you're saying Damone it, Clark is faster than Micah Parsons? I, I've seen it in real life. I'm about to pull it up the 40 even, times. Mike, Mike even, well, I'm pulling 40 up the 40 times. times. Yeah, 40 yeah, I'm telling you what I've seen in practice. I'm pulling you, it up, You know though. those, uh, uh, the get-off drill that they have? Sure. They, okay, well, you know who's in the lead? Who's that? in the lead? It's Damone. Yeah, That's but the it's one Parsons that Micah's really trying to chase down. Didn't say, say that when Damone first got activated? Yeah. Micah told you I think I remember him saying that. And then you saw, well, who to this point, who has the top speed yeah. of any linebacker yeah, in next gen in chasing that? You remember the Chicago Bears game when mm-hmm. he chased down Justin Fields and he registered all, almost 23 21, miles. Yeah. Per By the hour. way, Micah 439 and Damone Clark 457. That's, that's like a that's, that's, that's an actual point point two. Yeah. Playing speed and and, and, and this is you're, not, this you're is about not, to tell me Micah doesn't play fast. I'm not no, saying talking about him. Talking about that. what about oh, chasing down? Go. What about chasing down the tight end against Detroit? Not saying Micah is slow. What I say. It's kind of what it sounds like you're no, saying. No, that's what now. You know what I'll say? Do I'll stand on. I'll stand on there with my hat on and your hat, and I'll say I trust Damone Clark in space more than I trust Micah. Damone is faster, and and I think he's more agile in terms of ability to change direction. I think Micah is oh. nice straight line. I'll, I'll take Micah running out well, there well, to the flat all day long. I don't hey, agree. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just don't, you don't agree. Have to, we don't have to. That's no, I know. I, it's but fine. I'm, talk, I'm talking about ET, against an ETN junior. 
I'm taking Demon. I want Demon. But I will say this: Micah has shown. Give me Micah. Micah can change duration. He can break some ankles. No, I can hear But just so we're clear for all the listeners and watchers, because we know how Twitter gets. It's gonna be on fire. Oh no! So you said Micah slow? That is not what I said. We're talking about comparison between two people. Comparison between two insanely fast human beings. The faster of the two insanely fast. It's, it's Eobar Thawne versus Barry Allen, okay? What I'm saying is Barry Allen is Damone Clark and Eobar Thawne, the reverse flash, is Michael Parsons. They're both insanely fast, but who gets the edge? Damone Clark. And that's not me I guessing. Still... I've seen it. I've seen it. I synced it. <laughs> so that, I want, I want y'all to ask them after practice today. Oh, well, both of them going to oh, – uh, One of them will speak because one of them is the better player, and he is probably quicker and better well, one, all of those Yeah, things. one is the better player. <laughs> Micah is the better you player. See he up his, you see how he's changing up the words? Micah is the better he's player. He's better, better, on us right now. He's better at all Bayless. those things. I'm not pulling a Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless isn't the host. I'm just saying <laughs> Micah God, Parsons being compared to Damone Clark right now is a speed bad only. idea. We're saying speed. One category. I still don't agree. Don't expand the point. I still don't. expand the don't agree. All right, let's take our break. When we come back, I've got a stat to to back up what Isaiah was saying in terms of pushing it down the field and how Jacksonville is one of the best at doing so. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, where James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs you to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. He was out at AT AT&T Stadium this week. They gave him a... uh, they gave him a statue out in the plaza. Mm. It was a temporary statue. It was really nice looking, though. Yeah, Guess what he wears, Isaiah? What's that? He wears a cowboy hat. Doug, all right. Yeah. Vote for the man. Don't be bitter because you didn't win. Vote for this man. Support right. him to be Fair. the representative for Cowboys Nation going to the Super Bowl, the one that hopefully we're in. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Say it again. Mm. Do Ho- it. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully we're in. All right. Final segment. couple minutes of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Gentlemen, you were talking about how Jacksonville wants to push it down the field. They want to push the ball 10 yards plus down the field. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the league at doing so, so far this season. On throws of 10-plus passing yards since week nine, so halfway through the season, he is graded first in the league in terms of overall QBR. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he is rated first in passer rating, like I just said. PFF grade also rated first. He also is 36 of 53 for 700 yards, six touchdowns, and no interceptions. He has not thrown a pick 10 yards down the field mm-hmm. in the last five, I guess that's like, what, a month and a half now yep. by this point? Yep. I mean, this is a team that wants to push it down the field, but he also hasn't faced a team that provides pressure the same way the Cowboys Correct. do. And, and I think that's where the Cowboys are really going to have to – uh, win win this battle, uh, and I'm and I I kind of mentioned it. Um, in I wasn't joking; I was having fun with it when I said, "Go get him, Dono. Go get him, Dono." Mm-hmm. Um, because that extra uh, guy being sent down is what's going to help keep Trevor Lawrence in the pocket. And hopefully, if not, Dono's the one that gets home. It's going to help a guy like Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence get home. And and hopefully, you like to see Neville Gallimore continue uh, to play well because Neville Gallimore has really him and, and also Digizua. Those two players on the interior have really been disrupting uh, opposing backfield. So as long as they continue to get pressure on the interior and then you, maybe you bring down Dono every once in a while, which has been the formula for success for that that safety unit and why they're getting the sacks that they're getting is Donovan Wilson, then that makes it easier for a guy like Malik Hooker, uh, Israel Mukwamu, J. Ron Kirst to do their job on the back, in the backfield, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland, and that'll take a lot of pressure off of Kelvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright. Uh, we'll see if Trayvon Mullen plays in this game. Probably not, but we, we can't say for sure because being claimed puts you on the active roster automatically. <clears throat> we don't know if he'll be in, inactive, though. Yeah. Um, so pressure is going to be the name of the game. You just – like. Like IRS said, you can't go in saying, well, we're going to blitz 95% of the time. That's going to backfire. You just have to make sure that you pick your spots. And when you pick your spots, because you're going to have opportunities when you pick these spots, bring him down. I can't stress it enough. Bring him down. 94.9%. 94 point. <laughs> Sounds go. like a uh, radio station. Was that, a, <laughs> was that a, co- a country station? Is that the is that a 94.9 yeah, country station? That's good. Well, they no, get me on. No coins. Kind of. <laughs> um, no coins. Get him down, man. He's a big boy. He's a big boy that that can run. Yeah. He's a big boy that can run. He's very Josh Allen ish mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. He really is. Okay. I think it's something to keep in mind because he has been weaponizing his legs more so recently than he has. So it helps open things up down the field. The fact that he can kind of extend the play and even 
take over a play and by accurate, running. And he's accurate throwing on the run. That's the, uh, that's something he's had since he came out of Clemson. Jesus, man. As a rookie, he's been good at that. I mean, there's some quarterbacks that can hurt you with their legs, and when they get out the pocket, like you know what they're doing. They're yeah. taking off. This guy's still looking to throw, and that's why you can't commit. As somebody who's covering a man down the field, who's running, you know the the you know breaking the pocket protocol, you know the scramble drill. Usually, if you're running, if you have a close route, you're supposed to go deep. And a lot of times, the deep the defender is able to come off of their guy and come downhill and play the quarterback. You can't do that against him. Yeah, you can't fully commit. You have your antennas up, but you can't fully commit because he'll dump it right over the head accurately. I mean, you go back to the last game that they played. This dude was throwing dimes. Mm-hmm. There were some that were caught, some that weren't caught. He was throwing. Dimes. He's he, you could see his confidence brewing. He's starting to get back to how he was confident wise when he was in Clemson, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. It's a three set game for the Cowboys. Three. Let me just go ahead and say it with my chest mm-hmm. on Thursday. Give that's me it? four. Four. Give me four with Dallas it's, it's, coming off or with Mike is coming set, off the it's edge. It's a five sack game with two missed sack opportunities mm-hmm. because he escapes. You, so you feel confident Mike, enough that this team that Dallas could beat Jacksonville with only three sacks? Yes. 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 Mm. Uh, Micah gets a sack off the second level as no, a linebacker. No, because hear what I'm saying. Speed, I think right up a, the middle. I think it's a yeah, five-sack opportunity. Two of those, he will escape, but one of those will turn into a bad play, which turns into a takeaway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... We're getting start, oddly specific yeah, with our predictions. Yeah, because three... I, I like it. You need more than three sacks. <laughs> I'm saying it with my chest. You need more than three right, sacks. But, the, but the additional two are pressures, agree. and the pressures... Yeah. I.e. disruptions yeah. can create opportunities for takeaways. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like yeah. he's going to escape. Yes, one or two of these sack Facts. opportunities. I just feel like the Cowboys will get at him often enough. Whereas those that minus two, yeah. as far as him escaping, mm-hmm. they'll still have enough opportunities to take him down. So give me three sacks, one of those, so or plus, two of those, plus one margin. Yeah. Say it real quick. I want it. I want it to be clippable. So whenever it happens or doesn't happen, we can come you back. Three and look sacks, at it. two will be escaped. Right? Three sacks. Plus two takeaway margin for the Cowboys. Oh, plus two. Okay, plus two. We can do that. A a forced fumble and recovery. Okay, and an interception. If you tell me that right now, that's a win. If you can do that, that's a win. You threw the takeaways in there. That's necessary. We'll save the predictions for tomorrow. Sure, but three sack game for the Cowboys. Two takeaways. One fumble recovery. One interception. Clip it. Not an easy matchup is what we're saying. This is not the Houston Texans. This is not not the Indianapolis Colts. This is probably the best team you've played in the last four weeks of your regular season schedule. Don't just look at their records. No. And you know what? This is a great time to play this team right before you have to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's true. Yeah. Perfect time to play this team. No doubt. And the perfect time to maybe get a wake-up call from Houston. Because if you beat Houston the way you were supposed to, maybe that wake-up call comes this week. You, ladies and gentlemen, you should probably uh, wa- uh, read Science Lab for this Ooh. week when it drops at 10.30 because Kyle basically just dropped an Easter egg without even realizing it. Yeah, didn't realize it, but so I will be reading Science Lab check on DallasCowboys.com. That's going to do it for us today. We've got to get out of the way. Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, a.k.a. the Yellowstone talking Billy. cowboy. And we've got Patrick No Sea Walker. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!